0: Are you in need of a pace clock? Looking to finally upgrade those ancient analog clocks? The Swim Nerd Pace Clock is the most innovative digital pace clock. It connects to your Swim Nerd mobile app, allowing you to program any set your heart desires. Except for 100 100s while listening to Nickelback. You can't program that. That, that is not allowed. If you haven't seen the Swim Nerd Pace Clock yet, go to swimpractice.com to check it out.
1: All right, let's get this let's get this story straight for everybody. Massey Rossolino, welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you? Dude, I'm great. Awesome. Awesome. Now listen, let's look, just for old time's sake, let's set the record straight. Okay. Just just show me what you got. I'll show you what I got.
0: You have biceps. I've got the abs here. You, know? you, you do. You do still 42. have those.
1: But my God, look at those bad boys at 45. forty five. Forty five, baby.
0: 45 my god it looks like yesterday you know remember we used to stand on the pool deck used to do you were getting ready for your two two kilometers because (laughs) i hope you never told anyone you did four because you never went up to four kilometers (laughs) and we're there standing out showing abs and biceps anyway we did did. you you are you are one of
1: my favorite training partners my friend we had a lot of good times together
0: did I have you I've I've been training not all over the place but you know Italy but you know if I think about Melbourne wow I went there three years ago and uh I went to that pool you know MSAC
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and I said God that's 15 years ago how can it fly like that?
1: Yeah crazy hey yeah time does fly man I remember I remember seeing you when uh we met the Pope a couple of years ago. We were we were at the Man Nostrum or at the uh I believe and um and I saw you for the first time in, in a number of years, 12, 13 years, and I just couldn't believe it. I mean, it seemed like yesterday, but, you know, time flies, eh? Where are you now? I'm in L.A., man. I'm in L.A.
0: Hey, welcome to L.A. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about you? Where are you?
0: I'm in Rome, and I may leave. I, really, I, I Just in the last month, I... It's my first job in Rome because mainly I work in Naples. Uh, today, I just came back from Milano. Today, tomorrow, I'm going down to Puglia. That means it's another four-hour four hour drive or the train tomorrow for the Italian, you know, cycling tour. Mm. So mainly, I couldn't really work, work wherever I want. But, you know, now I've, uh, I've got a, even a job in Rome, so I'm happy to be here. I always love my hometown city. That's Napoli. Have
1: you been to Napoli? I have not, no.
0: No, come on, man. You can't do that. Even, even Klimi's been to Napoli. Anyway, look, it's, uh, it's good. It's good. I'm always into swimming. Do you still swim every now and then?
1: No, I don't swim at all. I, I lift some weights maybe three times a week. But that's it.
0: Hey, before lockdown, I used to swim at least twice a week. Because I love the, I love to do my homework and I love, uh, you know, uh, exercise and I like the hard work. I mean, not pumping. You can see my bicep is pretty crappy, but I do a little bit of triton. So I like to run unbelievably because I've never run. It. I'm pretty bad on the bike, but I enjoy that. And uh, I've started rowing though, you know, rowing mm-hmm. during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, but I haven't been swimming again. So I went just once, I think, two weeks ago, and shit, it was pretty tough to go back in the water. But I do, I don't mind it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't feel the same, you know. Like back when we were swimming, you know, you feel great every time you're in the water. You're a professional athlete, you feel incredible. But now I just, I just don't feel the same. I like to go in the ocean because the ocean is just freedom. It's sun. It's it's salt water. It feels great. There's waves, but um, the pool just doesn't do it for me.
0: Me too. In, uh, in summertime, uh, I, I do enjoy the open water. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And I'll never, never, never say never. But, you know, I like to swim. I like to swim and with big groups. I have a guy that's, you know, Minotti, Christian Minotti. they trains uh, strong guys that qualified for the Olympic Games. So I can still maybe do their main sets. I have to really struggle. But I can, you know, keep there. But I do understand what you mean. like when you have that uh, memory of feeling really great and doing always better, it's pretty tough to have to back back off of it. Yeah. Listen, we... kids, come here. Oh. Well, oh. This is one of my babies. My, my babies. What's her name? What's your name? Victoria. Victoria. You know Hi. what her name is? This Victoria. one here? Victoria Sydney. That means, you know, Victory Sydney, Victory.
1: Beautiful beautiful name amazing
0: yeah, yeah. she i don't know if she's gonna appreciate that when she's old but she's <laughs> uh, they're pretty pretty nice and uh, she likes to dance the other one likes to swim but they both do swim
1: really what what was the decision to to make no, them no swim
0: bullshit. i think that the, to swim is really important so you have to know how to swim you know yeah. then you can do whatever you want but uh, i think that um, the thing that uh, we can do, like, you know, uh, mum and dad, uh, like, uh, is to try to transport our kids to do not what we did, because I don't think that the swimming is the main thing of life, but the experience was nice for me. So if they can start, start. Otherwise, what could they do? What could they do? Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, it's- certainly, it's going to be good for the body.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about uh, your career then a little bit because I want to I dive into it because I know you're busy and, and you've, you've got a family. so But I, I, I'm so interested in you and, and uh, how you got to where you were. Uh, do, you, do you think you were naturally gifted to be an Olympic champion or do you think you became an Olympic champion? Was it nature or nurture for you?
0: I think, uh, no, I think it's, um, it's, I, I build that, I build that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm, I was um, a super, super talented kid. I, I, now that I've quit, I can say that my head, my, you know, my brain was talented, mm-hmm. but the body did, you know, did what the brain wanted to do. So I started like every single kid at six years old and then it came natural.
1: So talk to me about that then. In terms of performance, uh, how do you feel like you were gifted mentally?
0: I always enjoyed doing what I did. And I really ne- never got sick of it. And I liked the bad part of it. I liked uh, training hard. I didn't even love losing because I said I won't that way. And I probably did swim for many, many years. I swam from, you know, up 32 let's say decently, because I was always, you know, hoping in a last wave. And that's something that still now, I must say that the nice thing is that I, I don't regret, I don't regret anything because I really did try the, the very, very best. I went to Australia, I went to Verona, I swam in Rome and I really, but you know, the, the head can make the difference because when you're little, and I can see that now with my kids, uh, when I was little, I do remember very well, I was always trying to, you know, do my best. I was never the number one in my team. And uh, I must say that I've never been a genius. Like I wasn't, I, I got kicked out of the pool very often. You know, I wasn't the uh, number one of the class, mm. but I did, I did become that.
1: In terms of the mental side of it, when you were standing behind the blocks at the World Championships or the European Championships or even the Olympic Games, ultimately when you won that, how were you at your most confident?
0: Uh, the thing that you the experience is always going to pay. I did my and the, the experience is often travels with the right age because you can have all. the But if you get problems with a 40 years old guy, kids, family, houses to pay off. If you have, you know, your goal, your goal is probably from 18 to 24, you know that you can, you know, go for it. If you make a mistake, you can try again. And when you're behind the blocks uh, you, you feel good and you want to show off, you know? You like to show off, didn't you? At the Olympic games, when you get to the final, the more you go forward, you know, more you go high standard, more you enjoy showing off because you never, if you if you're good, you don't show off with someone that's not good. You want to show someone that's good, and you want to show off with someone that's watching the best.
1: Yeah, was that um, was that something that you felt like you needed to develop over time, or is that something that you had inside you? And no, no,
0: no, 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 no. It's something that you do develop uh, time by time. Mm. And I must say that, um, uh, standing behind the block when I was a little kid, let's say eight, 10, I used to throw up before a race, mm. you know, I was so the tension, the pressure, mm. but not the pressure. No one gave me the pressure, but it was myself even have, I, I race for, you know, half marathons triathlon and I still feel the pressure, but it's a good pressure. I don't throw up anymore. (laughs) But when I was little, I used to throw up. But after that, I I was ready to say, ah, do you want to go home? Don't you feel well? No, I feel great. I just love the race. And it's it's something that you have to, of course, uh, after many, many years, probably we could have worked on that also because I was very good. I was very lucky that in my career, I did uh, race a lot. Uh, means that in a week of racing, I had like five events, mm. three individual and probably two relays. That meant that if I went bad at the first, and and better, better, better. And when I, I did, you know, get older, instead sort of having having five events, I used to have a, probably four, three, two, one. So there was this one shot. And of course, you're not 20, not 18 anymore. You you get to be 30, 32, and you know that you don't have that second chance. That's why go for it when you do have a second one.
1: Do you did you at some point have a choice between uh, I want to swim for Italy or Australia or was it always going to be Italy?
0: No, always Italy because I won for Italy Olympic Games. You know, if I had been you know the talented junior champion and someone came up to me and said, you know, what do you want to do next four years? Race for Aussies or Italians? I think mainly I would have picked for Italians. Yeah. But, you know, you never know. But once you win the Olympic gold medal and any medal or you compete for Olympic games, um, I think you want to stick to that. Okay? If you're racing probably for a great team, like, I don't know, not that Italy is not a great team, but it, not on, it wasn't on the relays. Now we're going pretty strong. But, you know, maybe I've seen, you know, American guys, uh, they're third, third place in the world. And they don't pick, they they don't qualify for the Olympic games. For maybe if if that was a chance and you loved racing, you say, okay, if I want to race, I I need to change. But I think you're born in a place, stick to your place, love your country and enjoy it.
1: Great answer. Uh, And you're a very proud Italian. So I would never want to take that away from you. Uh, There's no doubt about that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, It was good. I, I must say, look, okay. When I raced in Australia, it was perfect. You know, 2000 was the big year. You know, the second millennium it was not my hot second hometown because I was from Melbourne. But, you know, Sydney is the big town of Australia. Mm-hmm. So it was looked like it was, you know, film star, like someone in Spielberg <laughs> yeah. said, you know, Olympics, you come from Italy. You, you I love racing overseas. Uh, two years before, 1998, I did compete in uh, Perth. And I came second behind uh, uh, Klimi and just in front of uh, uh, Van der Orgenbund. So I said, you know, this is the right place to
1: enjoy the party. Yeah, yeah. So why did you make the decision going into Sydney that the, the 200 IM was going to be your focus or or, is, or you didn't?
0: It actually, look, I, I went to Sydney and uh, I must say, I, I've always swum the IM in junior championships. Okay, yeah. and I was pretty good, yeah. But uh, probably '98, I did make world final in Perth in 200 IM, or I was disqualified. And with um, I was going 203, 204, that was pretty average, but it wasn't too bad. They were winning with 201,
1: yeah,
0: and um, or 200, I think Marcel Wooder. And my, my coach said 98 or 99. You know we we probably got, we can probably win uh, the a.m. I said okay, I trust you, and I like the word trust. You know how many athletes you've cho- you've coached? A lot of athletes, okay. Mm-hmm. Hi, you've you've coached athletes that have always been already been the number ones, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, some of them you did build, yep. but you had to coach, and uh, it's hard to trust someone when you trying to do the same thing. You're trying to win again. Mm-hmm. But when you haven't won anything, I did get a lot of medals, but I haven't won, you're not a champion. I used to tra- trust my coach a lot. So when he said, you're gonna win Olympic games in IM, I said, okay, let's go for it. I never did give up my freestyle because that was my main training session. You know, I, I used to love swimming the pedals. I was pretty crappy on the kick kick session. And, uh, and uh, so I, I, my breaststroke was really good. So I did have a great endurance, br- great breaststroke, like uh, I was a, like a sprinter in a breaststroke. Mm. I wasn't in a freestyle. So flying back average, but not too, too bad. But the breaststroke was really awesome. And I knew that the last lap I could you know, kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that's, well, that's what happened. 1999, I came second by one 100. Uh, behind uh, Marcel Wooder that was, you know, he'd won everything mm-hmm. in the last three years. And that made me switch on. I said, shit, I can do well. I'm sure next year we can enjoy the party. So that's what we did. Of course, I didn't give up my freestyle and I was quite focused and uh, I always did pretty well. I, I, I did well even in 99, but, you know, that's in the, I said the next 12 months I have to go well. And when I did go in there with, um, when was it 2000? Actually my entry time, I had the first time Mm. because I went two double O at European championships a few months before. But I knew that two double O would not be enough to win or maybe not even enough to get a medal. But you know, two double O and uh, I I was working really hard. You know, I don't know. I even thought that, you know, Sydney was in September. It was 16th of September, and we always love to race, you know, end of July, August, it starts in Italy, it's summertime, so everyone starts to get tired and think about summer times and beaches, but that year, I I said, it's good, it's good, because it means you're going to swim 12 months in a row, and it was like that, you know, I went halter training in Italy, and there was, you know, I was just waiting for that September, and I, I decided that that big week, I would have raced every day, one day at a time. So I started with the 403. And very often it did happen that the first race, it didn't work, it didn't go well. But this time it went really well because two months before I went 147. And a lot of people said, why don't you give up on the 400? My best time of the year was I think 352. I said, wait a moment, guys, if you go 147, three times in a row in a week, uh, I can probably go 150 at the feet. How bad can I go? How bad? How, how slow can I come back? And that's what happened. That's what happened. So I went really well on the first day. And then I went 400 freestyle, 4x100, 4 free, uh, 200 free, 200 free relay. And I went to the last day and I said, okay, let's pick up all the scraps, all the energies. let's go for it.
1: That's interesting actually you brought up a good point there you were the silver medalist behind ian thorpe in the in the 400 freestyle correct so you're you're actually you're actually the man that got second to to ian in this spectacular race for australia you know uh ian's a uh, i think what he uh, was he 17 at that stage Continue. Anyway, he wasn't 18 yet because yeah. he won your 15
0: 16 17
1: 17. so what was it like to line up in that race uh you know Next to Thorpey.
0: Well, I must say that uh, I've always been, uh, I can't translate it really well in English, but it was like, I was the bad dog. You know, I I used to growl. I I loved chasing people. You know, I was probably better in chasing than uh, just going out for it alone. And having Thorpey that was number one swimmer probably in the world at that moment, in the male male racing, Mm. it made me feel stronger. My dream was to, you know, beat him. Why not? Why don't believe in these things, you know? Until you don't get uh, second place, it's always, you know, you have to think that you can win. And um, and that, that's what I did. I, you know I was, before racing, I just said, watch out guys, I'm here, watch out for me. Mm-hmm. It's not only, you know, Aussie team. And when you see someone that, you know, he's is, is faster than me, he was better than me in the 100, better than me on the 800, how can I beat him on the 400? But you never know. I did try and chase him and it was really good and it made me train really hard. That's what Thorpe did help me do because I was thinking about that today because yesterday I had an interview to um, Mark Spitz, okay? Mm. I went to Milano and I had an interview with him and I thought, you know, he he won seven gold medals, seven world records in a week. And I said, you know, you're pretty lucky. The lucky was bloody good, awesome, unbelievable. But I said, you know, I had the honor to have two of the main, you know, uh, heroes of 2000 years that were, you know, Thorpe and um, uh, Peter. Peter van der mm. So, of course, I'm not saying that. I think it was best to have those two guys on my way. If, I, if uh, Thorpe and uh, Peter hadn't been as swimmers, I would have had, you know, three gold medals, probably two more relays. But that's—they made me go faster. Mm. I know Peter since 1994, 93, mm. and Thorpe when he just came out in uh, I think 97, he was already standing around 14, 15 years old. I said, "Hey, uh, I can't wait to compete against the best."
1: Man, you did you 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 competed against the best, and not only competed, you you held your own, and and then at other times beat the best and were the best. So, uh, you had an incredible meet in Sydney, but let's talk about the, the 200 freestyle. Was that, I mean, you got bronze in that. Were you, um, shocked to, to look up and see that, um, Ian was beaten in that race?
0: i said, look, if I, I don't like to beat on other people, but I did feel, uh, it was unbelievable because until 1999, until March 99, the world record was still a Lamberti uh, world record, Giorgio Lamberti, Italian guy, for nine years and 10 years. He did it in '89 in uh, Bourne, European Championships. And then Grant Hackett uh, did take his world record off. And unfortunately for Grant, uh, senior Olympic Games didn't start very well for him. But I knew that, you know, the two guys, you know, super fast, Peter and J- Jens Thorpe. Thorpe would have, you know, they would have tried to kill that, smash that record. They, they you know, Thorpe was there was to smash things, not to beat them. <laughs> and I must say, I can never forget. I did the hits with Thorpe on my side and I said, okay, I'm, I, yeah, I think he went uh, 46. I went 47.3. Then the following semis, uh, I think uh, Peter went 145 world record. And Thorpey straight after, I said, I can never forget this. I went, no, you can do it. I said to Thorpey, no, you can do it. You know, thinking that he's going to try and beat it straight away. And I think he didn't. I think he did not get to beat that world record. So he had to wait for another 24 hours. Mm. And those 24 hours, you know, anything can happen. I must say that I was pretty focused and I knew that that would have been the hardest race of the week. Because I was risking to get you know fourth or fifth. but I said, let's go, let's go all in for it. And uh, I knew they just drift t- t- off super fast. you know how fast you're going. Very often people that don't swim they know, how do you know how you're going fast? We do it hundred times. So I knew I was going to split you know 52 and they had two meters in front of me they were going 50. Mm. And uh, that's unbelievable. I, I didn't think that Thorpe would go, you know, slower than the semis. But I guess you know when you have someone that's, you know, very strong, but was beatable because you know a year later he went 144. Uh, Peter was, you know, extraordinary. He went, you know, that was his Olympic games.
1: Yeah, yeah, he had an incredible Olympic games, and then, and then Thorpey kicked on and 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 uh, had an amazing career beyond that after after losing a couple of races there but um so then talk to me about the 200 i am are you feeling like you're the man to beat or was there someone in the back you like to be the chaser was there someone that you're chasing you want to get someone feeling so
0: good in that week that you know i i was waiting for that day i said i did everything and then when i got up to 200 i am i was pretty confident you know uh, that's the thing that when you go uh, when people say you get tired, when people say that you're 22, you have to be, you know, uh, be careful about not losing or uh, too many energies. That's bullshit. Like you, when, you, when you're when in shape, you're in shape. The more you race, the more you go fast. And that's all the big, you know, athletes have done that. You know, Thorpe, Grant, Klimi, uh, even Alexander, not Alexander Popov, he wasn't a middle distance swimmer, but, you know, Laszlo Cher, anyway, uh, Lochte. You know, I look at these guys. And uh, I must say, I did start off pretty well. I did the heats and I, was, I, I fired up. I went really strong, I went two double O. Then in the semis, I said, I'm gonna go faster. And I couldn't go faster. Actually, I, was, I, I struggled a lot. I did win my heat, my semi, and I had uh, the second time all, all over. But I did struggle really a lot on the breaststroke, on the backstroke. I had a full body suit with half pants. And I said, oh, I need to change something for tomorrow. First of all, I need to recover because actually I did race a lot. You know, I did 10 Mm. 10 races in a week. That that is a little bit. And uh, so I said, okay, I'm just going to get rid of the top. In the breaststroke, I need to be free. That's going to make the difference. So in that race, we had, you know, Marcel Wouda had won Olympic champions uh, two years before. Uh, you had uh, uh, Attila Ksana, that was the Hungarian guy that won four years before in Atlanta, always in the lane H or lane one. Uh, and we had Tom Dolan, that was the you know the killer, the killer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I must say that you know everyone, no one was missing in the last you know five six years of the best swimmers on triathlon. Everyone was there. And, but I, I must say that I did make my race on Tom Darwin. I thought he's going to be the one, the guy to beat. Watching the race, I, I didn't know that the guy on the side, Attila, was you know, firing up, so he was going so fast in the beginning. But I was just doing my race, and I did ease off a little bit on the first 100. But you know, I said, after the 100 and the breast strike, I'm going to give just everything I got. Everything I have, and once I, I did know, I was I was touching first. I did feel that touch, and then I just put everything inside, and I was dreaming that moment to you know touch and jump out, touch and jump out of the water, enjoy the party, enjoy mm-hmm. what you've been dreaming for the rest of it, for all your life.
1: Does it change your life? Does does being becoming Olympic champion actually yeah, change your life? Yeah, it does.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. They change your life too, of course, you know? uh, Of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're two different things. Yeah. And uh, if you win Olympic games, it does change your life. Mainly because I can say, before we started off saying mentally or physically. Uh, mentally, yes, because uh, you dream that and it's, it's hard to say, uh, I did my best, I was, you know, I came second, or I have to wait another four years. And I say the night before the exams, before the Olympic final, I don't pray. Okay, I believe in, you know, God and everything else. But I didn't want to pray for any miracle. I just said, I want to feel like this. I don't want to have to wait for years to feel the same way. Mm -hmm. And so that does make the difference, you know, I'm still, probably I'm still working so well now because I've won the Olympic games. Mm. Because after that I've won the Olympic games, I kept training, I kept training hard. Mm. I kept trying to improve myself. It it wasn't always possible, but I did, the people did appreciate my hard work. And now it's it's my, you know, one of my uh, DNA uh, things that people do love because i know that uh, when i do something i do my best i give my best and if i don't win i'm going to try and win tomorrow and that's what you need, what you need in life that's why it changes you not because you earn more money of course that probably can help a little bit but if you don't keep winning it's not going to make the difference
1: has there any has there been any part of um, working as hard as you've worked in the pool that has been difficult to translate into, into real life, maybe your competitive nature or anything like that? Is there, has there been any difficulty?
0: I must say that whatever I do, I don't think to be talented. So everything goes back to swimming. I don't think to be the number one, but I need to have the the tools to build, you know, the number one that can be in my, my job, that can be, you know, the speech, the event, a TV show, or anything else. I I like to give my best. Of course, I need time to improve. I can't go in front of the camera and say, okay, i just say this easy. No, I have to try and do it 10 times, but I'll do it perfect. Mm. I need to, I did, you know, Dancing with the Stars in 2006, where I met my not saying my wife, she's not my wife, my, my companion. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was something where I learned something. I love to learn, I love to improve. And um, that's what, you know, every day makes you feel well. Uh, I love to train in the morning, every morning, tomorrow night because I'm, I'm leaving early for um, uh, this place in south of Italy. But I love, uh, training makes me feel good. You know, I like to run, bike, row, Swim occasionally, but uh, it's, uh, it makes me feel well. So the sport has made a difference in my life, even now.
1: Mm. Yeah, great answer, man. I, I like that. I appreciate that. What about a, a really serious question? Serious Italian question: Pineapple on pizza? Yes or no?
0: It's crap. that's, that's that was made for pizza hut. Come on, guys. <laughs> and I, I never, I never had that. I love <laughs> pineapple. Uh, but on um, the pizza, it's crap. You know, come on, guys, don't do that again. You
1: know? <laughs> Luca Dotto says the same thing, man. He wants to strangle me every time I put this pizza, the pineapple on the pizza.
0: <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's a little bit sweet. Ah, oh, shit, terrible, terrible.
1: Uh, what about like, this? Where's the best food in Italy? Where is, where's the best place to eat in Italy?
0: Uh, all over the place. You know, you can eat five stars. You can eat at home. You can eat in um, a cheap place. Uh, everyone's got the culture of you know having a good place, plate of pasta, of uh, anything they they cook. They cook with the heart, and they love it. You know yeah. that to cook is not only to buy; it's to put it together. It's to present on the table and not put the uh, the, the bloody you know uh, ananas the the pineapple on the, on the pizza, <laughs> but you know that's I think from north to south you need so many good things. Every there's not one region where mm. you don't have something nice. Of course, it's something that you prefer, something you don't like. But you know, we that's something, of course, of my country. I really love and appreciate probably now more than many many years ago because now I can afford to uh, taste more food, mm. even. Even so, I don't uh, put off, I I try to not put on too much weight because when I was an athlete, I used, you know, probably in August, end of competitions, put on 8, 10 kilos. That's roughly, you know, from 10 to 15 pounds in three weeks because you knew you could take them off very easily. Now it's tough to take them off. You don't want to have your abs, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and you, especially you want to feel well. You want to feel good. And uh, when you when you eat too much uh, crap, it doesn't make you feel well.
1: Actually, that's a really good point that you just reminded me of something. You were fanatical about your diet. Uh, I mean, you were fanatical about your professionalism. You, you were a hard worker. There's no doubt about that. Everybody that's that true. ever knew you, you were a hard worker. But you took care of yourself as an athlete. You were a professional. Talk to me about... What you did outside of the pool that was not just what you did in the pool?
0: You know that your body, Um, first of all, I did did say that when I was little, I wasn't like that. I wasn't a robot. I wasn't, you know, straight away Rob Gop, Robogop. I did become, in Australia, one of my nicknames was was Machine, you know, the machine. Mm -hmm. You tell me what I have to do, and I'll do it. Uh, I didn't care what Mr. Pope used to write on the, on the, on the, on the blackboard or the whiteboard because I knew I could do anything, you know, because I was ready here. And, uh, and especially I was ready even when you used to finish a session, the recovery. You know, nowadays you have ice, ice buckets, mm-hmm. uh, you know, super guns t- mm-hmm. trying to heal off, you know, pressure. We have the rub, uh, the rubber, super rub, whatever. But recovery starts from the every day, every day, good sleep, eat well, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, don't stress your body. If you have a day off and something, I I did learn a lot of these things also in Australia because a lot of guys here have the afternoon off on the Wednesday, Uh, Mr. Pope, as I used to call him uh, Mm -hmm. gave us the Wednesday morning because he said, if if I give you the Wednesday morning, you're gonna rest. If I give you that Wednesday afternoon, you're going to go walking around. If, you, if you're if resting, it's not working around. Mm-hmm. And I was really good. I must say, even on a Saturday night, of course, I must say that I, you don't have to be a robot. You have to go, a few times you have to go wild, you know? Absolutely. You have to enjoy your life. But of course, go wild, you know, if you're training for that reason, for that goal, go wild a few times. No more. Because if you want something, you don't want excuses. <laughs> yeah. That's the truth. No yeah. excuses.
1: Yeah, there was definitely never a time that I came to practice where I, where I heard you making excuses. That's for sure. I mean, it was more of like, guys.
0: I didn't skip. I look, it's unbelievable.
1: I think in Australia, I, I probably, maybe the second
0: year, I had to skip probably twi- two sessions. But even when I wasn't feeling well, I used to go there and said, I'm not going to give up. You know, I'm not going to give up. And even on that, I've learned probably that a few times you need to give up because it's like, you know, uh, using your accelerator, you have to learn to ease off the gas to go faster the day after. But that was something that of course, when you're 22, 24 and 26, uh, I could still afford. That was my, you know, that my, that my head, mm. I did not want to, you know, uh, not, not go swimming, not do my practice. And even if the, I, I wasn't feeling well, I said, I'll take it home. I'll just do it.
1: Who was the toughest training partner you ever had?
0: Oh, this is a nice question. I must say, look, I've, I've probably never had the best partner because when I used to swim, uh, when I did build my, let's say my success Olympic Games, I used to train very often alone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay? Alone in the morning, afternoon, and I didn't feel this uh, pressure. Uh, Probably the last years of my career, I did train in Verona with Federica and Brembilla. And Brembilla Emiliano is a guy that he swam 345 in 97, Okay, with a little speedos, no big fat suits. Mm -hmm. And in training, he was so tough. He was tougher than me. Mm. I made a difference because you know I was more powerful and uh, I used to probably you know I was able to change the gear and do my very very best at the right moment but he was really tough he was really tough Uh, I'd enjoy you know even those few times that I was in Melbourne to uh, train a few times uh, close uh, side by side with um, Grant you Mm. know that was my dream and now after many years I said Uh, We often, big athletes, uh, prefer to train alone or with someone not as good because they're afraid of getting their ass kicked every day. Mm. But you know very well that to train, to coach is one thing, to compete is another. Uh, And probably you know much more than me on this because you coach, you know, a lot of sprinters that need to compete at high standard, you know, and just yesterday, I said that, you know, Spitz, and we're talking about 1967, 68, 72. He was already making a difference because he did, he said he didn't like to train so hard, but his coach, I don't remember his name, said, okay, if you want to uh, have a um, uh, swim off, uh, very often he said, okay, let's have uh, a few challenges. Go for this time or let you out. That means that... At least once a week, he was getting off on the the block, just going flat out, flat out, and flat out again. So that means you know, doing all you can to uh, you know be a hero for your mates, uh, improve, and especially to you know even show off. And that's something that you know uh, it's not it's not easy because uh, of course when you uh, when I was training in Italy. I didn't have all these guys. I had a young young guy training with me that I could push a lot the, the breaststroke. He was a breaststroker, so mm. I did many many fifties flat out with him. I, now I can remember really, really well. But you know, if going back, and i will never I never think going back. I, I never uh, like to go back with my mind because I don't think you need that. You know, live. You know, what, look forward, never behind. And uh, but I must say. It would be nice to have you know training camps where you know I compete and I I train with you know Italians foreigners and probably you really bring out the very very best i used to make a difference during just um uh, training camps when i was still swimming alone imagine if i could swim against someone else
1: mm, yeah that's true what's your opinion on this topic the greatest of all time what what do you feel about this topic of the greatest of all time?
0: Uh, I don't think about, um, you have to be, I think that when you win, you want to win at that moment. To be the greatest, like, I don't know, probably, you know, we said Spitz or Phelps, you know, that's something that's so high or even Thorpe, you know, I've, I've swum those years where Thorpe was probably even uh, stronger than Phelps because Phelps, won so much, but by that little. So one way he was much better because he couldn't relax. But in those, he was just six months ahead. He was six months ahead over everyone, six months. Because the following year, he had to improve every every time. But he knew he had the, you know, the class to mm. do that. Mm. And I, I think that, you know, I, I the nice thing is to uh, often and probably in Europe, uh, or Italy for sure, I've won a lot. I mean, between European championships, world long short course. But I I don't stick to that. I'm very proud about winning the Olympic Games because it's something that made me uh, improve, get better, be proud of myself. But not to be, uh, not to do something that someone else did not do before.
1: Yeah, Uh, that's a good point. Good point. Well, Well, I'll, I'll ask you something that you can kind of give your opinion on because you weren't one of these a sprinter who who's the greatest sprinter of all time in your mind
0: I I think that you know when I think about sprinting I think about you know Alexander Popov mm, you know mm. I think about him yeah. uh, because uh, okay even Matt, I was born I was born with Matt Biondi and Popov you know mm. so this big challenge of the first guy to go under 49 you know eight four eight two eight three. You know, big guys. I saw Bjorn a year ago, he's a big guy. Mm, He won a lot of big dude. And, um, you know, I I think that those two, if they really had swum even nowadays with the, you know, technology of the training sessions of now with the big fat suits, they probably looked ridiculous because they were born to go with no no cap. Imagine if they had to put on a suit. (laughs) But, you know, those were the big, big boys. Yeah. And then I must say that uh, I I like the times until Peter. After Peter, on the, if we're talking about hundred meter freestyle, I watched you know the world records the other day, and I said, after Peter we had um, uh, it wasn't clear. We had suits going fast, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, we had Bernard, okay, Olympic champion, okay. So never say anything about that. Um, even uh, Cielo you know world record 6'9 yeah. mm-hmm. world champion he won even the Olympic Games 50s you no know? mm-hmm. uh, but it wasn't the same thing yeah. that wasn't the same thing you know yeah. I prefer to remember 92 96 even I said up to Peter and uh, someone else if you talk about 50s of course no 50s something changes I like to you know now we have Calab Dressel you know we have Dressel we have uh if you're thinking about, you know, the fifties, I like to see these big, really tough, tough guys, you know? Yeah. You were a pure sprint of fifties. Now, nowadays, of course, who does the 50 can also afford to be just a 50 meter swimmer, okay? Yeah. Even so, even so, if you think about the best in the world now is Dressel, he does a hundred anyway, but he, he's got just something uh, amazing on the first three meters. And, do you think uh, you he's know,
1: the, the, the the current Phelps? Do you think he's in that category?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's the same thing because you know I come from the old school where you had to uh, do many kilometers, and you know Phelps did 200 fly, 200 am 400 IM, 200 free, and then realized every, every bloody thing he could do, and you also went for try to do some other other things. But of course, you know, Dressel goes for, you know, 100 fly, 100 free, 50 free, it's got the relays. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's easier, let's say not easy, but it's easier to uh, organize your schedule. Yeah. It's easier to, you know, raise that, that standard, because you know, very well that nowadays, sprinters need to race all over the world, all over the place, at that level when you're doing for IM i am trying to fly you need to taper and you need to you know pray and be sure that you're doing the right thing
1: yeah absolutely what's your opinion on the current state of italian swimming where are we at with it
0: i'd say pretty good i would say this is probably the best you know the best season so uh, italians have had because i i don't know if they can you know, beat. <laughs> what I did with Firamante because we won six, you know, medals, me me three, he two and another guy had another medal. But I think this is the best national team because we have, you know, Gregorio Paltrinieri mm. that's going really quick, also in the open water. He's mm-hmm. changed his coach and I didn't think that was gonna be the right thing, but he's going fast. Yeah. And he's got his head up, he's he's ready. Mm-hmm. And then you got Gabriele Detti. That's, I think, uh, it's like, you know, what I think it's, it looks like, Thorpe, and Grant, you know? Yeah. Thorpe is Gregorio and uh, Grant is Detti. Mm-hmm. Detti is, could win even more because he swims 400, 200, 800, 1500, not anymore. And, but, you know, he just doesn't win. He hasn't won the gold medal. Mm. That makes a difference. Then you have, unbelievably, you know, Federica still won uh, a year ago, and then you have Padarella, that's this young uh, girl from Rome uh, that's won uh, the um, uh, 1500 last year uh, because, uh, you know, it came second behind uh, decade in 800. Uh, yeah, we, we do have some really great, great athletes.
1: Do you have any aspirations to take over the leadership of Italian swimming?
0: No, I must say, look, since I've uh, not swum anymore, I, I'm into swimming. Since I, I did stop it 2012, I did keep going for a few years because I, really, I was hoping in a you know, last wave, but I, I, I didn't have it and it uh, doesn't matter. Um a few times I did dream on a last race and actually we did a film recently that's gonna come out mm. called The Ra- La- the Last Race. Okay, mm. so mm. keep up to it. Nice. And um but um uh to make sure that I was I've swum all my life and I've never got sick of it, but to be a coach, I would have to be a coach like you, you know, live for it. Yeah, live for it 24 hours a day. And uh, in Italy at the moment, it's not ready to live on that and have a high quality standard of life. So I've never thought about that.
1: What about not directing? The- no, no, no directing or anything?
0: I do that in the pools. I, I make sure that you know, I take care of the, not only the promotion for my federation, but I do take care of uh, – like I've done four or five clubs in Italy that need to you know, make sure that people go swim. So I must say, since two thousand, uh, Italy has built a big, you know, fortune. Uh, in the future, probably I wouldn't mind to take care of a junior national team. Mm. That could be a nice start. Mm. And the, who knows? Who knows? Maybe if you enjoy that, you can look forward. I don't believe in places just put there and say you're the best. You've won everything. Do what you want. Sure. No, you need you need experience, and yeah. I think that. If you want to be the number one, you don't, be a, you don't want to be afraid of, uh, you know, uh, of uh, sweating your lungs out a little bit more.
1: If your daughter comes to you and says, "Dad, I want to be just like you. I want to, I want to swim at the Olympic Games," are you oh, she good... said.
0: She oh, yeah? said that to me a few weeks ago. It was one of the beautiful days of my life. Mm-hmm. But because she loves to watch the videos, you know. Uh, YouTuber of the racing. Mm. And I said, okay, uh, you, uh, even to that, I'm ready. Like I said, last year, she used to swim three times a week. And I think, I don't think she's anything special, but she's getting better. She's got something. They got something. They both swim, but the old one that's just nine, 2011, she's got something. She loves, she likes the bad part of it. She likes to swim fly. She gives the best when she's red. That's what I like of her. Not because she's winning or not winning. She doesn't win yet. You don't need to win. Uh, and think she, this year she's swimming four times. She said, I want to swim five. I said, no, you have to wait to swim five. Mm. You know, a lot of kids of her age swim five times an hour and a half, an hour and a, 15 minutes. She's swimming four times an hour. That's plenty. She, she does even dance another, another day. And I say the dancing is always going to be good for your ankles. So go for
1: it a little bit more. <laughs> good idea um, alright listen let's finish off with this you, you swam for many years many many great events many great people you're a great storyteller give us, give us a story man give us something give us something we don't know give us something behind the scenes tell us something man
0: well you know what uh, I don't know like I, I just think that I, I love the passion that you can put in I think that more i listen i've seen you know the best swimmers in the last 20 years i really i did yeah. watch from the tv from uh uh kieran perkins to really i've uh swum with uh, michael phelps and i've met even dressel and uh, what makes the difference is because you enjoy the game you enjoy standing on the block and i'll never forget really like uh uh um the first time that i started to win i said to my coach i'm gonna try and do it you know and uh, in in your lifetime it's sport life kids love always try and do it because if you try and do it you have two options to win or not win yet if you don't try you never never have a solution so that's what i did really and that's what made me grateful to sport not only swing and of course we have a lot of stories of you know everyone everyone got drunk probably once or twice in the, <laughs> some world championships but it's really what i felt and what i've learned and it's i see a lot of pressure uh, of course more we go forward and more we have the pressure i can see when you're racing uh, national teams or even national junior teams uh, coaches athletes parents, mum and dads are saying, I, I do training camps, okay? For seven or seven, from seven to 70 year old mm. kids. And I do believe a lot in this. And uh, often uh, dads come up to me, uh, should I still push him? I said, to do what? I said, no, because I want to know if it's uh, it's worth it. Well, if you're thinking about that, you've lost already, Because it's you know it's like saying i'm gonna win go on the block and say shit i want to win i'm gonna make money i'm gonna be the best i'm gonna go like that to everyone it doesn't work uh, you make you want to be proud of yourself and probably that's the thing that i love most of swimming that whatever happens you're gonna be proud of yourself
1: mm, beautiful, okay man. beautiful leave it there man thank you i appreciate your time Messi. <laughs> it's good to see you again okay. my friend
0: Really, man, I had a great time, and we wish you all the very best, okay?
1: Yeah, you too. I'll come
0: back with my arms, but don't forget, you know, I I can never forget all the pictures we had together um, on the pool deck. Every day. Every day. All
1: right, love to the family. Cheers, mate.
0: Bye. Ciao. Ciao, ciao.